What up, everybody? I'm back. Uh huh. I know it's always the same thing over and over. But one thing I do want to ask you guys, if you could, is help me grow on social media: Instagram, Punch in the Mouth Official, Twitter, Official underscore PITM. Let me double check. Yep, at Official underscore PITM. So we shall, I hope that you guys tell your friends, help me grow so I could get guests on here. Maybe not on here, but on my YouTube channel, Punch in the Mouth TV. Make sure you follow me there too. I'm going to start uploading way more content. So yeah, I hope everybody had a good Thanksgiving. Peace. Enjoy the show. Again, if you have questions, email me at Punch in the Mouth Official. You could even DM me on Instagram. Peace. What's going on, everybody? I know I take forever to do things. Don't get mad. Anyway, we're going to get into it. i got to start getting better at doing this more often. If you guys can please follow me on social media to help me grow. Because in return, if you guys help me grow, I could get cool stuff going. Because if I want to get an interview fighters and stuff like that, I have to show them it's worth their while, right? Like, if I stay small as I am right now. It's not going to happen, but that's neither here or there. Just, if you can, help me grow by following me on social media. My Instagram is at Punch in the Mouth Official. And then my Twitter is... I can never remember this. At Official underscore P-I-T-M. And then my YouTube channel is Punch in the Mouth TV. So now that we got that out of the way, I hope everybody had a good Thanksgiving. Let's get to it. First things first. Max Holloway. Beats up. He didn't beat him up, but he... One against Yair Rodriguez. First of all, I want to say something. I was I've been very critical towards Yair, right? That guy said that he didn't want to fight this, this, and that. And a lot of times, um, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes with these fighters. And one thing that came out fight week is that Yair has lost five family members to this COVID nineteen virus. So first and foremost, I would like to apologize to Yair. And moving forward, I should think of not being as critical because we never know what's going on. Losing five members, that's crazy, man. But 
So. All the way BTA here. Marcos Rodrigo de Lima beats Ben Rothwell. Felicia Spencer beats Leah Letson. Chaos William beats Miguel. Biza Song Yudang beats Julio Joel Alves beats Tiago Moises. I want to talk about this Joel Alves guy because he's really good, right? A lot of people are saying, oh, you saw he stopped Tiago Moises that Islam couldn't even do it. I'm like, yeah, but he missed weight. So, again, people are like, but it doesn't matter. He's still one. I'm like, but how is the UFC going to count on him if he, they can't count on him making the weight? You know what I mean? How are they going to have a high stakes fight with him if he doesn't make weight at least 156 because he weighed in at 157.5 for the title fight he needs to win at 155.0 so there's my opinion on that what's next for Max honestly it should be no surprise Max should fight for the belt because a lot of people believe he won the second fight A lot of people believe Max won the belt. I mean, won the second fight. Sorry. Um, he's already beat Ortega. He beat Rodriguez. He's beat Calvin Cater. Those are four out of the five guys in the... Those are three out of the five guys in the top ten. And those are the... I mean, top five. Wait. One, two, three, four. So, besides himself, where he's number one, he's beaten number two, number three, and number five. The only guy in the top five he hasn't beaten is the Korean zombie. So, Giga Chikate is going to fight Calvin Cater in the new... In the first event of the new year, Edson Barbosa is going to fight Thug Nasty Bryce Mitchell. I haven't heard anything about Arnold Allen yet, so if there's something out there, somebody please let me know. So for Max, you fight Volkanovski. At some point in 2022. This could potentially go up to. Let me see. If Max wins the third one and the fourth one. We could actually see this go to the. A fifth fight. If he wins the third one. You automatically have to give Volkanovski a chance to win it back with the fourth fight. And then if he wins the fourth fight. Give him the same treatment you gave Max. After the first fight you gave Max an immediate rematch. After the second fight he lost, he's fought twice. If in fact they're gonna give Max a third fight with Ho I was about to say Holloway with Volk and he beats him, you have to give Volk the same treatment. You'll get an immediate rematch. If you lose, fight some different people. Like they have to make it to where the UFC has no choice. Right now the UFC doesn't have a choice. Because I'm gonna tell you why they don't have a choice. Because, yes, Max hasn't fought Korean Zombie, right? 
But Brian beat Korean Zombie. Yair beat Korean Zombie. So, that's working for Max. I can't wait for that Giga Chikatse and Calvin Cater fight. That's going to be a crazy fight. Vieira versus Tate. This was a crazy, crazy, crazy fight. First of all, Adrian Yanez is cauliflower ear. I thought that thing was about to explode. That dude, we got to watch out for Adrian in, in 2022. He's going to be someone, bro. He's going to be, he's going to be in some big fights if he keeps winning. Talia Santos, I told you guys, she might be the one that could give Valentina Shevchenko a run for her money. I'm not sure yet. What's her ranking? Let me see her ranking. She's number five. Honestly, people are going to get mad at me, but have her fight Caitlyn Chukagian. She, and then she's going to hop over Jennifer Maya and Lauren Murphy. Because the problem is Jessica Andrade is number one. And she already beat Caitlyn, and I'm pretty sure they're going to have her fight Lauren. So this is what you do. You have Talia fight Caitlyn. You have Jessica fight Lauren. And then whoever comes out most impressive there, you give them the title shot. But that's just me. I'm a horrible matchmaker. I want to make that very clear. But she's someone to look out for. I said, remember I said she might be the dark horse and all this. Sean Brady beats Michael Chiesa. Okay, I have a problem here. And it has nothing to do with Sean Brady. Sean Brady did what he needed to do. My problem is... My problem is... Where is it? Oh, I was looking at the wrong thing. How does Hamza go from number 10 to number 11? Because Sean Brady beat Michael Chiesa, who according to this thing was, he's one, two, three, four, five. No way. No, he was down three. So one, so one, two. He was number six. Okay, Michael Chiesa going into this fight was number six. And then Sean Brady was... He was number 14. Did they kick Danny Rodriguez off the top 15? That's not fair. But my point is... I don't know if they offered this fight to Hamza, but if they would have, they Michael Chiesa wouldn't have taken it. 
but now Sean Brady is number eight, and now he might line up to fight Hamza. It's going to be a good fight because Bula Muhammad is going to fight Steven Thompson. Jorge Masvidal is hurt right now. We're going to get into Jorge a little bit later. But he's hurt right now. So we'll see, man. Um, the main event, Caitlin Vieira beats Misha Tate. It was a good fight. It was going Caitlin's way. What's next for Caitlin is... What's her ranking? Caitlin is number six. Misha is number eight. People are gonna get mad at me, but I'm gonna have Caitlin fight Irene Aldana. Because Juliana Pena is about to fight um, Amanda Nunez. That's gonna be a crazy fight because the amount of stuff people people have. When I say people, I mean Juliana Pena has been saying. She's been saying a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. But she might do it. You never know. She she might pull it out. And then she's going to be like, see, I told you. So I have Caitlyn because I don't know what's going on with Aspen Lad. So for right now, let's take Aspen Lad out of the equation. Juliana's going to fight Amanda Nunes. Yana Kunin's pregnant. So that leaves Irene Aldana. Because I don't know what's going on with Jermaine Duranami. And I know Holly Holmes just had surgery. So if I'm Caitlin, I'm pushing the fight Irene Aldana. I know people want her to get a title shot. That's not going to happen yet. You need to fight somebody higher. The only way that happens is if you're taking guys out like Hamzat is and people already want to see him fight for the title. Like, let's be honest, this chick's not taking people out that way. So, go fight Irene, get yourself in the top three, and then you may need to fight one more. But, you're right there. So... If I'm Caitlin Vieira's management team slash coaches, I'm pushing for that Irene Aldana fight. Because she was supposed to fight Jermaine Durand and me in New York. This is Irene Aldana, but something happened in Jermaine that I can't remember. Misha Tate, just try to get back into the win column. Like, I know she wants to be champion. Just with these row of killers, I want it to be possible because Glover just pulled, proved everybody wrong, right? He did it at 42. But when I say killers, I mean Amanda Nunes. Like, if there's only two girls that I could honestly see giving Amanda Nunes a run for her money, she already beat one of them, which is Chris Cyborg. The only other girl I could think of is Kayla Harrison, but she's not even in the UFC. A lot of people are going to tell me, yeah, she hasn't even fought the level of competition. 
Amanda's part and their training partner. So I don't even know if they want that fight to happen. But I don't know. Maybe Juliana Pena can prove me wrong. We shall see. We shall see. This weekend, Rob Font versus Jose Aldo or Jose Aldo. It's a good fight. Jimmy Cruz gonna fight Jamal Hill. Clay Guida is gonna fight Leonardo Santos. Brad Riddle is gonna fight Rafael Fizes. 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 I don't know how to say that. Fiziev, Fiziev, sorry, Fiziev. Oh look, is 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 this him? No, it's not. Like Brendan Allen's gonna finally fight, but no, it's not him. So. What ranking is Jose? Oh, and it's funny, right? Like, Jose's been going back and forth with Khabib. He's going... He's saying I can't peak again, but we just saw Glover do it, so how does he know? Jose is number five. Rob is number four. Corey just lost to... Peter Yan. So, this is what the winner of this fight does. This is what they do. They call out TJ Dillashaw. Or try to get a fight with Corey Sanhagen. Don't even... Don't bother with Peter Yan or Aljermaine Sterling right now. Because those guys are going to fight next. What these coaches and fighters need to start realizing, I get it. They're putting their bodies on the line, but find something feasible to do. Like, you're not going to get a title shot after this win. Unless one of these guys gets hurt, then maybe. But either call out Corey Sanhagen or TJ Dillashaw. Because those guys aren't doing anything right now. I know TJ's hurt. I don't know. If they're going to use him as the backup or if TJ's just going to wait. Because remember, TJ never lost the belt. Yes, what he did, that was of his own validity. But he has that working for him that he never lost the belt. That's something we have to understand. And the UFC can sell that. So what these guys might have to end up doing is settling for Corey Sanhagen. But I don't know if Corey Sanhagen would be willing to fight. Or wait for the loser, Peter Yan versus Aljamain Sterling. It's going to be a good fight. Mm. Brad Riddle versus Rafael Fiziev. See, I got to write that down. Um, I'm looking at that Jimmy Crew Jamal Hill fight. That's going to be a good fight right there. We'll see, man. Like, there's not a lot of big names on this one, but these sneak up on you. 
Okay, let's move on to Bellator. Chris Cyborg, she beats Sinead Kavanaugh. Lyndon Vassell beats Tyrell Fortune. Aaron Pico beats Justin Gonzalez. Arlene Blanco beats Pam Sorensen. And then Valerie Loretta beat Taylor Turner. And then Roman Feraldo beats Robert Turnquist. This Roman Feraldo guy, he trains at ATT. And the day of this fight was November 12th, which is also Jorge Mazadal's birthday. So he knocked the dude out with the flying knee. And I was on the call and I asked him, they actually picked up my call and I asked him, I'm like, Roman, was that planned or it was it was it just a spontaneous moment? He's like, yeah, it wasn't planned. So there you go. Happy birthday, Jorge. You got a flying knee. That crowd went nuts after he did that. What's next for Chris Cyborg? I'll tell you. Cad Zingano. It should have been Cad this time, but for whatever reason, it didn't happen. I talked to Cad's manager. I'm like, Did, were there any talks? He told me no talks. So hopefully that happens next. The only way I don't see that happening is if Bellator signed Kayla Harrison. Because, yes, I know I just said Kayla could probably give Amanda a run for her money. But I don't think right now the UFC is interested in signing Kayla Harrison. I believe they're either going to tell her to re-sign with PFL. What PFL has going for them is they could pay her a lot of money. Or go sign with Bellator. Because Chris Cyborg is there. And, like... The featherweight division is active. Now you may think, well, can't they just build the UFC built the featherweight division around Kayla? You would think that, right? But because she's not a household name, not not a lot of people are gonna tune into that. Like they don't need the hardcore fans. They need the cat. I don't like using this word, but they need the casuals because that. Is what's going to help them grow. That is what's going to take them to the next level. Not me. Like, I'm going to be there regardless. Because I watch everything. And not, hopefully, some of you that listen to this. Because, for the most part, I would hope you're a little more than just watching the main event and stuff like that. So what's next for Chris Cyborg? Cat Zingano. What's next for Aaron Pico? Honestly, if Emmanuel Sanchez wins on Friday, they should fight. Because I didn't know this, but I was able to talk to Aaron Pico at the pre-fight press conference because they picked up my call again. I didn't know that him and AJ made a pet never to fight. But the interesting is, either AJ's going to move up to lightweight, or he's going to leave Bellator altogether. Because right now, AJ's in the champ's clause, and what are we in? We're in November. 
well, no, we're, let's say we're in December. We're in the last few days of November. Let's say we're in December. You got January. Oh, oh, let me back up. So AJ has, like, I talked to his manager. She says he's going to fight probably next year. So Bellator has January, February, March, April, May, June. And all the way until the, they have seven months to figure out what they're going to do with him. They could either have him. If AJ's smart, he bets on himself. If he's smart. He prolongs the process as long as possible. Let's say he doesn't fight until May without signing a new contract. So the way the Champions Clause works, if you guys don't know, the way it works is... If a fighter, in AJ's case, that was the last fight on his contract, right? When he fought Patricky, he won. He won. So his contract expired. Not not expired, but he completed the contract. So technically, he would be a free agent. What the organizations do is they have what's called the champs clause, which if a fighter wins the belt, they... um. They have this thing where they lock the fighter into a three-fight extension or a year-long process to help them re-sign the fighter. So that's what AJ's in right now. He has not signed a new contract as far as I know. Or he hasn't accepted another fight. So he has three fights left or a whole year or whatever it is till July 31st. Seven months at this point. Because he's not fighting it until some point next year. And he has said, unless Bellator shows me the money, I might jump ship. So going back to what I said, the featherweight division right now is very open. It's looking like if AJ fights, he's going to fight Patricky again. Not Patricky, Patricio, sorry. Did I say Patricky the first time? I meant Patricio. If I said Patricky, I'm sorry. It looks like he's going to fight Patricio again. If he wins, if I'm telling you, if I'm AJ and his management, I'm going, I'll fight in May. Because, and I'll fight as late as I can in May, like May 30th or something like that. I'm throwing out days. I don't know what days of the calendar these land on, but I'm going May 30th, I'll fight. Because what does that do? He's betting on himself. He loses, he becomes a free agent. He wins. There's no new contract. By that point, his contract expires within two months. Because I don't, I doubt he's going to try to fight within two months. If he's smart, he won't. If he's smart, he'll go at the end of May. Or towards the middle or towards the end of June. So, that would be the sweet spot. The end of May or the middle or, or the end of June. Because then, like, that really puts the pressure on Bellator. Especially because he's a big star. The reason I started rambling about AJ. If this happens the way I'm assuming it's going to happen. And they don't resign him. That blows the doors wide open on the featherweight division. Because 
Aaron Pico just won, right? Emmanuel Sanchez is going to fight Jeremy Kennedy. I don't know Jeremy Kennedy's ranking. Give me one second. Let me find it. He's number nine. Okay. And what number is Emmanuel Sanchez is number four? I believe Aaron Pico is number five at this point, if not number six. So they should fight. If Emmanuel Sanchez win, they should fight. Because then AJ's probably gonna fight Patricio again. If AJ wins, I see him leaving. Like, at that point, what is there left for him to do? He's been, quote-unquote, the best fighter Bellator's ever had besides himself. And he beat him convincingly. Like, it wasn't even hard. He made it look easy. So, the featherweights right now for Bellator is hot. All right, moving on. Oh, no, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, we're going to move on. All right, so this Friday will be Bellator's final card of the year. Sergio Perez versus Haraguchi. Emmanuel Sanchez versus Jeremy Kennedy. Bro... I cannot wait for this fight. Of course, Haraguchi used to be in the UFC. He got cut when they were cutting all the flyweights because they were originally going to get rid of the division, but they, ended, they didn't. And then Emmanuel Sanchez, I mean, and Sergio Perez, he ends up beating Juan Archuleta. That was crazy. I'm like, there's no way Juan loses that fight. Boy, Ser Sergio proved me wrong. He proved me so wrong. Also, Emmanuel Sanchez fights Jeremy Kennedy. Again, if Emmanuel wins, his next fight should be Aaron Pico. Because then whoever wins that fight puts themselves in a very good position. When I say putting themselves in a very good position, I mean... Again, if AJ, if AJ leaves, what happens then? If he beats Patricio, they're probably going to do what they did with the lightweight belt. They're going to put Patricio in for the vacant belt. And the winner of that fight, I'm talking about Emmanuel Sanchez and Aaron Pico. Like, that fight's going to happen. Like There's no doubt in my mind that fight happens in 2022. So, we'll see, man. We shall see. I'm really excited. 2021 was a really good year for MMA. We're winding down to 2022. 2022 is looking insane already. I mean, announced you already got Francis Ngannou versus Cyril Gan. You got Israel Adesanya versus Robert Whitaker potentially in February. We'll see what happens. Then you have the return of Yuri Prochatska. Chris Cyborg, I mean, oh, and one thing I do want to announce right now, 
and I will post about it later on social media, is there will be the end of the year show on my YouTube channel, Punch in the Mouth TV. I'm setting that up right now. I already got a co-host. We got to talk about everything that happened in 2021, possible things that could happen in 2022. But we're going to look at MMA as a sport. Like It's not going to be confined to the UFC. It's not going to be confined to Bellator. It's not going to be confined to PFL. It's going to be as a sport. I don't say one because I honestly I don't really follow one. Because it's hard because they're in Asia and like they're big events. They do them in Asia and like here like I know they're trying to break into the American market. But they've had a hard time doing it. So we'll see. We'll see man. We shall see. I do want to see Raw Tag versus Demetrius Johnson. I hope they can rebook that as fast as possible. But Sergio Perez versus Haraguchi is going to be a good fight. You know what makes me sad? That Juan Archuleta cut that great promo about Haraguchi when he won the belt. And then, unfortunately, afterwards, he had to vacate the belt because of some type of injury he got. And I guess the timetable didn't work for him. So, and if Juan would have fought, would have fought him, they would have definitely played that clip in the, in the promo package. So, I would have wanted to see that. But it's not going to happen. What I could respect from Sergio is that he views um, Haraguchi as the champion. Because he says he never lost. Juan beat Patchy Minx to get it. And then he beat Juan. But Haraguchi never lost the belt. So Sergio views Haraguchi as the true champion. Which is something I can respect. We're going to move on. I can't wait for this fight. Masvidal says the timetable for him to return. He recently spoke to Ariel Hawani. His timetable to return is March. And then Colby went on to say his injury was broken ribs. And can I tell you guys something? Honestly, Colby's a good source. Colby won't lie about things. When it comes to things like that. He won't lie about them. Like if he's saying that, it's because I honestly believe he's telling you the truth. He could be lying, but I honestly believe that's the truth. There's a rumor going around that Chimaev is going to fight Burns. I'm trying to get more info on that. I don't think that's going to happen. I think what is more possible is we're going to see Hamza Chimaev fight Sean Brady next. Now there's a rumor since Masvidal pulled out that... Leon Edwards is going to look to fight Kamar Usman at some point in March or April. I'm still trying to get info on that. And then there's this new guy named Hassan Lion Ashabov. The dude is 23-0. He fights in the Bantamweight division. I guess he was on Dana White's Contender Series. Let me tell you guys something. This guy has 1.1 million followers on Instagram. Okay? Like, you might tell yourself, so what? That means something in today's day and age. Especially when it comes to, like, marketing and stuff like that. That means something. You might tell me that those are fake bots. Probably some of them are. 
but I guarantee you a lot of them aren't. Um, I'm a fan of this guy, and I've never seen him fight, okay? And he has said that the UFC has offered five different people to fight him at featherweight, and they've all said no. Like, that's interesting, right? Like, what do you do? Do you throw this guy in the top 15? I mean, his record himself, 23-0, should speak for itself. He could probably hang with them. If these newcomers are saying no to him, like Hamzat, I get it because Hamzat's only 10-0, but this guy's 23-0. Yuri Prochatska was 22-3 and when he debuted. They gave him a top five guy right away. Hmm? Like, what's the cutoff here? Like, this is what fascinates me slash kind of annoys me because, like, people are already giving Yuri a title shot for his second fight. I mean, his third fight. And I understand probably it's the, the level of competition he's fought in the UFC so far is a lot higher than what Hamzat has fought. Because Yuri Prochaska took out Volkan Uzdemir and Dominic Reyes. So we shall see. But Hussein Ashkabov, he's on my radar and he should be on yours too. Umar Nurmago Madoff versus Jack Shore. That's in the works for, I believe, March 19th. Again, another dude in. Like, nobody's talking about this guy. What's Umar's ranking? I know Umar's in the top 10. What is his ranking? Um, Never mind. Umar isn't in the top 10. He should be. He's going to fight Jack Shore. He... After this, these guys deserve a top 15 guy. He's another one, bro. Like, he's the one nobody one of them is talking about. Can you imagine Peter Jan versus Umar Nurmagomedov? Can you imagine that? Can you imagine TJ Dillashaw? Can you imagine Corey Sanhagen, Rob Font, Jose Aldo? Marab Dizbashasvili? Or Dizwashasvili? I don't know how to say it. I like saying it like that. If that's wrong, leave me alone. I like saying it like that. Which, now, I pose this question is... How long until we have all Russian Chechen champions in the UFC? Let me tell you why. Bantamweight. Flyweight, you got that guy. What's his name? Askar Askroff. If he could figure out the weight. I know. He's number two. If he could figure out the weight, he's a problem. Bantamweight, you already got Peter Yan. You have Umar coming up. Featherweight. You got Zabi. I don't know what's going on with him. And then you got this new guy, 
Hossein Ashkabal, who I believe will give a... Imagine that guy versus Max Holloway. Lightweight, you have Islam Mahashev, which they just announced he's going to fight Benil Dariush. Okay, I'm glad I said this before I... Because I'm about to sign off on this. I'm glad I said this. If Islam beats Benil, there's no denying him the next title shot because Charles is going to fight Dustin. And then the winner, from what I'm hearing, is going to fight Justin Gaethje. If anything, if Islam beats Benil, he has to fight one more time. Which would be the loser of Dustin Poirier and Charles Oliveira to solidify his contendership. This is the only thing that makes sense. If he doesn't get a title shot after this next fight with Benil, then... He's going to fight once more. It's either going to be against Justin or the loser of Dustin Poirier versus Charles Oliveira. And then in the welterweight division, you got Hamza Chimaev. In the middleweight division, you got Hamza Chimaev again. In the light heavyweight division, you got Magomed Akilaev. And they just announced that he's fighting Thiago Santos. So if he wins, he's about to break into the top five. After that, it's only Anthony Smith, Alexander Rakic, Iri Prochatska, and Jan Brakovic. And then heavyweight's a little, a little bit harder, right? Because it, they have Francis and Cyril. But again, Alexander Volkov is number five. I, I could see him beating. He has to work on his wrestling, but he might end up rematching Curtis Blaze down the road. You, you know what? If I'm Alexander Volkov, I'm trying to get a fight with Stipe. That's a winnable fight for him. And then what happens is he catapults over Curtis and Derek, and he might end up fighting the winner of Francis and Cyril. You never know. And I believe the last thing there is to do is play matchmaker. And I can never find my freaking notes. Yes, we're going to play matchmaker. For these, for, okay, I'm going to start in the heavyweights because I really want to do this. So, Ciro is going to fight Francis Ngannou. That's on tap for January 22nd. I know I just said if Volkov could get him, fight Stipe. But what if they do this? So, let's say Francis wins. He goes into Champion's Clause. <laughs> let's say they keep him out until July. Let's say he's like, okay, I'm ready to fight July. Let's do it, baby. And then they go, okay, you're going to fight Stipe. He beats Stipe. And then they go. Okay, you're going to fight Madison Square Garden. He goes, okay, against who? You put him up against... You put him up against the best fighter ever. Against Johnny Bones Jones at Madison Square Garden. You're welcome, UFC. That's what you do. You put... Okay, Cyril and Francis are going to fight? Okay, fight. Francis wins? Okay, Francis, you're going to go fight Stipe. 
And if I'm Francis, I'll be like, okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. And as his three fights dwindle down, he's like, look, I beat this guy. I beat this guy. You either pay me or I'm going to go figure out what else to do. Triad combat is looking really nice right now. So that, there's my like little trifecta there. And it even works with Ciro, right? Because Ciro has not fought Stipe. And Ciro is very good technically, bro. And then... With Usman, you're already rumored to fight Leon Edwards. That's going to happen at some point in April. Hamzat will fight. In my mind, you should have him fight Sean Brady. Because Bulal Muhammad is about to fight Stephen Thompson. Either have Hamzat fight Sean Brady, which I believe will give him good hype. Or you have him fight Neil Magny because Neil Magny has been begging for that fight. Because after that, if he beats Neil Magny, the only guys that are Jorge, Stephen Thompson, Vicente Luque, Leon Edwards, Gilbert Burns, and Colby Covington. And if you're Gilbert, you you're you get Ali to chastise the UFC, like just bug. The heck out of them to give you that Kobe Covington fight. Because right now everybody's booked. Leon's going to fight Usman. The one I feel bad for is Vicente. Because Vicente lost over Tom. Has a loss to Thompson. He could fight Jorge. But I think at this point Jorge's trying to get a fight with Covington. And the thing is Gilbert and Vicente are training partners. So they're not going to fight each other. And then for four, okay, and then for Israel, Israel should fight Robert in February because Derek Brunson and Jerry Cannonier, who are three and four, are going to fight on January 22nd on the Francis card. If Israel doesn't end up fighting Robert in February, Robert should fight Marvin. Because then he'll have a win over one, two, three. He'll have a win over three fighters in the top five, which will be number two, number three, and number four. Because I know Sean Strickland is trying to get a fight with Paula Costa. Although, can I be honest with you? Depending on how Darren Till's knee is feeling, I would want to see Paulo versus Darren. That'd be a crazy fight. Can I get that? Can I get that? And then for light heavyweight, I honestly, if Iri Prochaska is for sure getting Glover next, you have Jan fight Alexander Rakic. And then you 
you can honestly have Anthony Smith fight Dominic Reyes because Magomed Akilayev and Thiago Santos are booked. Rose should fight Carla. I don't know what, what's the deal about them keeping that on ice. She might end up fighting Marina Rodriguez. And, and then Valentina. She's already beat one, two, three, four. She's already beating the girls in the top four. And she'd be number nine. The next one is Talia Santos. Although, she could be the next one, but I don't think they should throw her in there with her just yet. Or, they could be crazy and try to do her and Amanda. I don't know, man. Like, it all depends how December plays out. Like, we still got December. Don't forget that. We got December. But that's all I got for you guys, dude. Again, I do apologize for it being two weeks. I'm going to get better at this. Tell your friends to help me grow on social media so I could try to get fighters. Um, yeah, I hope you guys had a good Thanksgiving. Again, I'm going to update my YouTube channel with more videos to help me grow again. That's the big key here, right? Have a great day, guys. Peace.